Riff Monkeys. Dinosaur Junior there with Feel the Pain. Well, well, well. Do you feel the pain? Mm, definitely feel Kenny? the pain with that feel one. Feel the pain, mate? Mm, yeah, definitely feel the pain with that one. Yeah, yeah. wicked. Now, um, that was a specific kind of music, wasn't it, Kenny? It definitely was. Uh, it was what gr- kind of specific kind of... The grunge era. Grunge, yes, yeah. right. We're doing a show all about grunge music today. Yep. Um, it could possibly be a multi-parter I think it could be a two-parter because there's a lot of music to cover and a lot of subjects to cover really in this subject you know uh, but um, what a great uh, era for music and for me it was the music that took me from listening to rave music 
to did you to like bands. your rave music you? yeah I did yeah. I was into it when I was younger yeah when I was like I sort of like 12 years old so I was about 16 yeah I loved the rave music yeah, I loved the beat I uh, loved the MCs and everything like that you know there was a great <laughs> they, they were good they were good back then though I think there was it was uh, the rave music back then was great you know um, it was yeah. when the scene came around but I mean I was too young to go to the clubs you know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I loved what, the yeah. music you know I had old tapes and stuff like that and the what Helter Skelter uh, Helter Skelter yeah and there was one in Scotland called The Resurrection Oh right, yeah, um, I remember that. which I remember was the popular. Yeah, Resurrection was popular. So, but that th this grunge music got me into bands basically because one of the guys I used to go to college with, uh, the guy that we featured last week, wasn't it? Um, Kev. Yeah, Kev. Yeah, Kev Hendy and uh, Guido Band, the Guido from Isla White Special. He was the one that was doing the sort of Pearl Jam covers, you know. Yeah. Uh, and amongst other bands like Bush and stuff like that, he was going around the pubs. Uh, I mean, he was only seven, sixteen, sixteen, seventeen at the time, and eighteen, and uh, covering all these bands' songs. And I think that yeah, it was amazing. I thought yeah, and there was a lot of bands playing around the Isle of Wight at that time. As yeah, well, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, um, it was a it was a huge explosion. But I mean, a lot of people think that Nirvana were the ones that bought. I mean, I guess they brought it to the mainstream. Mm, they're, they're, I they think that's the mainstream. I don't think they were the things. first. No, nah, they definitely weren't the first. They, they came along a bit later. Um, but, but they, they were really, from around that scene. I mean, the whole yeah, um, grunge scene is like Seattle, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, from around Seattle. Where we're in the in Pacific a, Northwest of yeah. the United States, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Having that sound really in music. But there was there was other bands around at the time as well, which was, I mean, I don't know if you class them as grunge music, but... Yeah, they were there at the time, and uh, people were all into that sort of music at the time. You know what I mean? So I remember that era. You know, uh, so some of the bands sound a little bit different. You know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the bands there. that came out that got commercially successful in the mid '90s mm. when Nirvana kind of broke, uh, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, and Alice in Chains, and Stone Temple Pilots and stuff. They'd have been going for quite a while. I mean, yeah. Nirvana had been going since '87, so it took them. Yeah, it took them a few years to break through and, and get to yeah. be on stage. But then there were bands ones. like the Pixies. Um, who, you know, I mean, uh, I they, they heavily influenced most of them. But I think the Pixies heavily influenced a lot of bands. Yeah, but it, it's weird because a lot of grunge bands very, sound very different to each other. Very different. Yeah, you I wouldn't think, think so. it was like the same, you know, kind of music. You no, know no, I mean? but I think they were just all around at the same time. And uh, um, you obviously you had bands that were from Seattle. Yeah, you know, but then you had other bands from Australia and the UK and everything. They're in that scene as well, you know. But the actual Seattle movement was the the grunge scene you know the yeah. the long hair the you know the little little beard at the front <laughs> like the oh, little yeah. beard at the, the front yeah yeah just a little bit just below your uh, your lip you know there's a lot of that sort of stuff going on so the sort of image to them and yeah. the, the sound of it was the grunge scene you know but uh, just a fantastic sound of music i think you know it's really it was heavy at the time for me. It was heavy music, but when I listen back to it now, because I got into more metal music, it's not really heavy as what I can uh, I first thought, you know. But but yeah, they were heavy at the time, and the bands were heavy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when they played a, a fast song, it was heavy, you know, and uh, it was played fast, but it wasn't really played fast. But but um, but yeah, a great a great time for music, you know, for me, I think, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, yeah, it was for me too. I mean, at the same time as grunge, you know, it was breaking into England. There were British bands. I did a podcast, you know, on Popley itself, yep. uh, and it's Atomic Dustbin and, and the one stuff. They they were kind of, they were Grebo. They were like kind of the British alternative around the same time, right. like mid eighties to yeah, mid around 90s. that time. Yeah, around that time as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's some bands that could be classed as you know, they sound very similar to the American grunge scene. Yeah, but I just think it's just that that sort of feeling of the people, the way they were singing back then. That's the whole sort of grungy thing, you know. Yeah, uh, angst. They had that stuff. similar, so it doesn't matter like if there was sort of like, I mean, Blaine Mellon, you know, listen to his voice sometimes, it's got that same sort of sound that the, the, the guys were doing at the time, you know. And, and women, obviously, because you've got that Courtney, what's that woman's name? <laughs> Courtney Love, Courtney yeah. Love yeah, and yeah. L7, L7 were a great um, female grunge yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, it's know. nice to see that. But I, know, I think they played around with different kinds of music, and they were metal highlights sometimes, mm -hmm, and definitely and grungy. But should we, should we put well, some more talking of Blind Melon? Let's put, let's put No Rain on by Blind Melon. Yeah, yeah I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. What a beautiful song. Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing them. Uh, I remember seeing a video of them performing this. I think it was at Lollapalooza. All right, yeah, yeah. And uh, absolutely incredible, man. Absolutely yeah, that's a, incredible. Yeah, great. Uh, 
Lollapalooza was that like a state like a because um, Lollapalooza was um, Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction. Mm-hmm. He started his own festival called oh. Lollapalooza, and the Chili yeah. Peppers played there. Is that an actual festival? Yeah. Oh right, I thought yeah, you yeah. meant like a, an indoor stage, basically like a because there's one in Germany that a lot of bands were playing at some stage in Germany. Um, All right. And Muse were on there and stuff. I thought you were talking about the same thing, you know. No. But no, uh, festival, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, um, Blind Melon, huh? All right, let's chuck it on. Blind Melon, uh, this is a track called No Rain. Beautiful. Yeah, what's Brilliant. Song? Blind Melon there. Mm. I should say, welcome to the Riff Monkeys podcast on yeah, Mix definitely. 106 FM. Yes, and uh, what uh, number podcast are, we, what po- podcast are we on now? 37. 37 uh. Podcast 37. Um, podcast number 37. We're talking about grunge music today. It's interesting because we both like thought, well, you know, we've got to bring our own... Uh, Records in five five tracks each, and um, but we've both got a very different idea different, of yeah. what of what 
not what grunge is, but because you can type in something, can't you? you got, yeah. It, it, like, what is grunge? And type in a band and say what kind of music it is. But um, I mean, there are bands that I thought were grunge. That's and what we were talking. And there were bands that you know. You were talking about because we were looking at a band like Fur Fighters. You, you were saying they're not they're not grunge music, you know. But no, because but they came the, out a long the, time after the post grunge. The post grunge. Yeah, post grunge. Yeah. It's weird. How, you know, it's very strange. For but me, then a band yeah. like Sugar. Yeah which are going to play in a minute. I love Sugar and I thought totally grunge, you know. Yeah. But I think they're a bit, I think the music's a bit too fast to be grunge or something. I don't know, man, because they they sound like grunge to me. For me, it's just say, like, if it is that, that genre of the post-grunge, which was obviously what happened after grunge music, was probably like 90, 97 and stuff like that. Obviously yeah. when uh, grunge was fading out and bands like the Foo Fighters, but, you know, whenever Cut Cobain killed himself and the Foo Fighters, like got together and stuff like that you know but it's post grunge and I love post grunge I think it's great you know I think it's what carried on after grunge yeah, music but it's strange it's... You, could, you could call it post grunge or you could call it um, alternative rock yeah, you know what I mean of so... course there's loads of when I mean, you look up these bands they're alternative rock they're grunge they're post grunge they've got loads of different ones it's up to you to sort of pick what you what you actually think they are you know what I mean so uh, but yeah grunge music what well, uh, crazy time for music really you know it was back in the day when you could when you could go to a gig and there was never any barriers yeah you could get right up to the front of the stage you were getting crushed yeah uh, you were having your shoes flung off and you were motioning away and it was just a great time and there was no mobile phones at all you know there was no one there was no one standing there with a mobile phone and everyone was involved in the music yeah and, yeah great lineups at festivals you know, man the yeah. the bands as well you know just like the feeling the bands must have got from that you know it was it must be amazing you know uh, but uh, yeah, I loved I loved the grunge year, you know, and it was uh, it was it was good to see a few bands that I managed to get a chance to see, you know, like yeah. Pearl, Pearl Jam and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, another band that formed around that sort of time, which was just a, a super grip at the time, was uh, Mad Season. Mad Season. Uh, they were formed by uh, Lane Staley from uh, Alice in Change and um, Jeff Hamet from Pearl Jam. Uh, and yeah, basically Jeff Hammett formed it because we're really good mates, uh, having the lead singer from Alison Chains and we wanted to try and get him off of drugs, you know. Uh, so they formed this band and tried to keep him going and stuff like that. But they made a, one album uh, and it's, yeah, it's fantastic, grunge, feeling right. fantastic album, you know. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love the guy's voice, you know, Lane Staley. Because uh, we'll play some more Alison Chains. Yeah, he has got an amazing voice, yeah. Yeah, he's got, I think, you know, that grunge voice, um, yeah, you know, is everyone's going to argue who had the best one. I wouldn't say that they had the best one. I think they had different tones and ways that they did sing, and yeah. uh, they had the different styles. You know, like Lane Staley from Alice in Chains and Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots. They all sounded that similar voice, but they all had their way of doing it and the different styles of doing it. You know, and uh, Lane Staley from Alice in Chains just had a fantastic voice, and this song from Mad Season, uh, I don't know anything. It's, uh, it's a great example of it. All right, well, let's you chuck know, it on let's then, shall we? This is uh, Mad Season. Mad Season. I don't know anything on Mix 106, Riff Monkeys. Riff Monkeys.
Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That's definitely grunge. Yeah, that's that. You can stick that on and you can't mistake it for anything else but the actual grunge song sound, you know? Yeah. Um, the voice, the guitars, the, the speed of the song, the, the hard-hitting drums. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I just love the mix of punk and metal. Yeah. You know? I mean, I love punk yes. and I kind of like metal if it's done done well yeah metal can be good you know but, um, uh, an alternative rock I'm more into alternative rock I think but yeah that's all mixture of all of them you know mm. it's great you know it's like yeah yeah, yeah it was uh, it was just, well as I say they, they only made that one album I don't think they would have done much more because uh, obviously yeah, he, 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 he died didn't he <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah that kind of yeah. puts a dampener on things doesn't it yeah of yeah. course yeah. and a lot of people have died and that's a lot sort of, of people era. have died in the grunge, the grunge world. era, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And uh, this, well, per, uh, they say Pearl Jam's Eddie Vedder's the only uh, vocalist from that time that's actually survived because all the rest of them have uh, decided yeah, to take uh, yeah. too many drogas and, uh, you know. But yeah, that's what they say. He's the only vocalist because uh, Alison Chain's singer's dead. Store the uh, Sound Garden singer. Yeah. Uh, Stone Temple Pilot singer. Uh, Blind Melon Blind Melon they're all they're yeah all, they're, they're all, all dead so he's the only vocalist well apart from alive. you know yeah but you still got Sonic Youth Mud Honey Dinosaur yeah. Junior Pixies yeah people are yeah um, I don't think they but from that, were that, that into the drugs uh, the Pixies yeah anyway. but they, they were actually the main Seattle group they all came from around that way you know and that, that's the main ones I mean, uh -huh. I mean back then it was it was cool to be seen to be taking heroin it was uh, well not just then I mean yeah a long time before yeah, that, that as well was, you uh, know <laughs> Time of Lou Reed, Jim Morrison, yeah. Hendrix. Yeah, the same time. They all know, died was, as well. I it don't was know. eras, wasn't it, that just that really sparked that time, and then that time as well. And that's the Seattle scene that, that was cool to be seen to be taking heroin, and uh, a lot of them indulged a little bit, and some of them didn't survive from it, you know. Yeah. So, the evilness of the, the the heroin, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. Of, I think the, a lot of the record companies they they kind of encouraged it as well because it. Well, they gave them it, didn't they? Made them characters, didn't it? And uh, yeah, they could yeah. sell them easier and stuff. And uh, yeah, the record companies were known. They were known for supplying drugs to the artists. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know it's like with with Kurt Cobain. I mean, we're not going to play any Nirvana on the on the show today because we we think we you've probably heard them all. Yeah, they don't define grunge really. I mean, they they're the ones that made it big and kind of famous, and, they, and ultimately why Kurt Cobain killed himself if he killed himself. Mm, and that's true. Depends if you believe in the Twenty Seven Club and all that stuff. And well, that. yeah, I mean, I don't personally. I just think it's a number, but mm. you know, what what possibly could there be? Oh, we have to kill these people. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, of course. Come on, uh, man. Yeah. You know, what it's a just, stupid um, conspiracy theory. It's just one of these things that happen, and as people have died around that age, it's people. Have yeah, I mean, when you look excess, at them, I mean, uh, today I was watching uh, the Doors live at the Isle of Wight Festival because I didn't realise that I knew Jim uh, Jimi Hendrix died a week later, and that was his last like official yeah. gig. It was also the Doors, you know. So mm. it was the last time that they were ever filmed live. Well, the Doors, that was the last film gig, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was their last festival. I knew there was gig, one. You know? I knew there was one gig there that was the last gig. Yeah, of and some Jim band. Morrison went off to Paris and didn't come back. And when you look at him mm. on stage, you think, man, he's like 40, 45. He yeah. was 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 27, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah. my God. He was looking pretty rough on here, yeah. Well, not just rough, but weathered and yeah. like, he'd lived a life already at yeah, 27. And same with. Kurt Cobain is saying, mm. you know. Yeah, I mean, this is it. It's, um, it was just that, that time of time. I mean, if you look at, you know, Lane Staley, mostly time, you know, like, it's in the video of this song that we just played, I don't know anything. He's he's not he's not sober. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, when he plays another great Alice in Chains song as uh, actually on Jules Holland, you know. Oh, really? I never saw him on Jules Holland. And, Ah, uh, God, I'd try to think off the top of my head of the song. It's one of my favourite songs, Alison Chains, but he's got sunglasses on, you know. He's, yeah. Again, he's not so <laughs> He's uh, proper high, you know. Uh, but at high times, you know, the grunge era, you know. So. Well, let's check out some Alison Chains, yeah, in case our listeners are Yeah, because obviously, we've just heard Mad Season, but now we're 
you're going to play, we're going to pl- hear the same singer again, uh, uh, Lane Staley. But yeah, but is, much different sound. This I is think, the actual. Uh, this is his actual band, Alice in Chains. You know? Yeah, massive band. Yeah, um, absolutely awesome, man. This is a and track. They're still going, yeah. Junkhead, they're still going. They're as still well, going, yeah, yeah with yeah, new with members, uh, yeah, new member and stuff. So, yeah, going so. strong. But this is Junkhead. It's amazing. It's uh, when you hear it, as the per- the powerfulness of the the grunge sort of feel to it, you know, and, and his voice, man, his voice is amazing. You know? So, uh, yeah, check this out. All right, okay, yeah. check it out. This is Alison Chains with Junkhead.
Wow. It's very dirty. It's dirty. That's it is, and it's it's very heavy as well. Alison Chains are a lot, a lot slow heavy. You know, like uh, heavy metal, mm. but mixed with uh, yeah, they were alternative heavy, they were heavy metal. You know, definitely a, a bit of a heavier tone to them. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, for me, I mean, that's just a hard hitting, hard hitting song. You know, with all the elements in there, grunts. To be honest with you, I think it's a, it's a great song. You know, yeah, uh, very nice. Yeah, delightful. It was. Um, yeah, I loved it. I mean, they've done a couple of other albums as well, you know, and there's, there's, I think there's a little EP or something called Sap. Yeah. And it's got a song called, it's on there, isn't it? Get Me Wrong or something like that. And that's... Uh, oh, right, yeah. Got Me Wrong or Get Me Wrong. And, uh, yeah, that's a great song as well, you know, from Alice in Chains. It's, uh, a lot of people probably haven't heard of it from the main or sort of albums, but it's a great song, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I was I wasn't that into him when I was uh, around. Well, around that time, I think I was more into Soundgarden than Alison Change. You know, mm. I had lots of friends that were into him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was kind of yeah. I liked Sonic Youth, Mud Honey, Dinosaur Junior, that kind of thing. Um, Pearl Jam, like I really, I you know, I got into him. I remember Alive coming out. Yeah. I had a t-shirt. Yeah, I got yeah. pictures of me wearing that t-shirt. Um, and then, but I really liked Jeremy. Jeremy spoke. You know, it was kind of then. Yeah. Because I think you kind of saw that they were singing about something. You know, Jeremy, the video. Mm, that's about... It's so good, man. It's so, and it's heartbreaking, you know. it's. Um, I'm trying to think the story behind that now, the actual... I mean... Well, it's about domestic abuse, abuse at domestic, home, you know. That's and it, right, and It's yeah. like Jeremy's spoken, finally, by killing himself in class because he didn't talk about it that's right yeah yeah and it's um, recognising the signs of of, Mm. uh, you know abuse at home yeah yeah amazing amazing you know yeah Um, that was that was I mean yeah his lyrics was um, the dead sort of had some meaning to them yeah 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 yeah, which is always good I mean I like that I mean I'm not saying that every song has to have a lot of meaning to it I'm sure there are songs I listen to especially like electronic songs that Mm. don't have any lyrics um, no, so no, you don't course. know what they're, you know. No, so that's I, right, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't like sh- like shallow music and stuff, but um, it's like I was watching the video to No Rain, uh, the Blind Melon song we heard earlier, and uh, it's a great little video. And it's like it starts off with there's this little girl dressed as a bumblebee, and she's at school doing a dance, a bumblebee dance, <laughs> and everyone just laughs at her. So she runs off crying, and she tries to show everyone in the street what um i mean it's got nothing to do with the song yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean and so she's she's like going up to people and dancing and they're going where <laughs> and then she's walking along near the end of the video and she finds a field and opens a gate and there's loads of kids dressed as bumblebees ah uh, cool so the message is kind of there's always someone there's someone out there for everyone yeah that's right yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good message isn't it yeah sometimes yeah. bands did that didn't they it had nothing to do with the actual lyrics of the song or yeah. maybe loosely but somebody else come along to make the video and decided yeah let's do that that's a little bit different yeah yeah it's great man it's cool yeah so it's quite good that does yeah but yeah you say you went to the <clears throat> sound garden you? yeah let's chuck some sound garden on you i really love this track man i love the video i love i just yeah i think this is great i've got some guitar software uh guitar effects software in my music program and uh and then one of the one of the settings is called black hole sun yeah and it's exactly this this guitar sound yeah um, so yeah it. Um, it's yeah. one of the most uh, recognisable songs. Yeah, it's hard to pick one. One by, that really, this this song really put them into the limelight and uh, shot yeah. them off. You know, to be honest with you, uh, a great written song, and obviously from that album, it's a great album. You know, yeah, yeah, this yeah, album. Yeah. You know, but, but was it Dave Navarro was a guitarist from Soundgarden, wasn't he? No, that was, I'm sure he wasn't in Soundgarden. It was in Jane's Addiction. It was in Jane's Addiction, and, and he was in the Chili Peppers for a one hot minute album. Uh, it was Eric Marshall. No, I, I, I've got I get mixed up with him. What, what was yeah, Eric Marshall was in One Hot Minute, but well, I, I think, Dave, I think what I think did he, Dave Navarro do then? I think I don't know, mate. Uh, what what it is is someone what, a guitarist recorded the album, and another one went on and oh, played t- live t- with t- them and stuff. T- t- from, yeah. So yeah, but I know a guy called Eric Marshall was in the Chili's very briefly. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember like knowing, thinking I knew something for a long time, and then I, I read it and I thought, that's yeah, not, yeah, that's not right. It was the other way around, you know. But uh, they kicked him out. They yeah, kicked they kicked him out. They hated out. him. They didn't like it. Was drugs, wasn't it? No. 
Well, drugs and alcohol. Drugs and alcohol. Turn up off his face, not able to do anything. But then Flea as well, the bass player from the Chili Peppers, was in Chain's Addiction as well when they made the album. uh, It was Kettle Whistle, I think it was. It was funny. I was watching. I got an unfortunate chance to watch a reality TV program that had Dave Navarro on there with his missus. He was married. If he's still married, that Cam was Electra. Cam Electra. No, she went off, and I think. Yeah. Be real from Cypress Hills. Well, they, they were they were together at the time, and they were getting married, and it was a reality TV show, and it was like they were getting married and they were hanging handing out the wedding invitations. They were like, okay, and then Karma was coming back saying, "I'm really sorry, like Anthony, you know, Keita, Anthony doesn't want to come, mate." <laughs> and she was reading off the list of people who didn't want to come, and it was like Flea was in there as well. Yeah, Flea, you don't want to come as well. <laughs> oh dear! It was so funny, man, watching his face, you know. Oh god! Yeah. So. Yeah, even to his uh, wedding, they were like, nah, I'm all right, mate. You know? Brilliant. But yeah, but yeah uh, let's play some Soundgarden, shall we? Black yeah, yeah, Hole this Sun. is uh, Black Hole Sun yeah. by Soundgarden. You're going to like it, I promise you. Yes.
Brilliant, man. They mm. put so much into their tracks, man. So much into their songs. It's just, oh, yeah, experimental. Well, and all Yeah, that. definitely a, a song to be reckoned with, to be honest with you. That's, yeah. It's uh, a hell of a song. Man. Yeah, as you know. They, well, do an, they had another one called Spoon Man, which I was going to put on, but it's like, you know, they, mm, what, what a choices. song that is, man, as well. Was, yeah, as I say, I was saying to you before, it was when Chris Cornell died, they were sort of judging what's uh, the band's best ever song. And, Come yeah. up with Spoon Man was number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not my favourite, but uh, no, no, that's my one. But, we just but yeah, 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 but yeah, they said Spoon Man was the most popular one, you know. So, but yeah, there's um, another band in there that was in there. You know, you're you're either a Pearl Jam fan, you're either a Sound Garden fan, or you know, or a Stone Temple Pilots fan. Everyone had their own own band at the time. Yeah, well, there was, was so, into, that's the thing know. with grunge. It's weird because they were so different, but they were all still under the cut under the thing of grunge I mean uh, it's like I guess it's like punk and stuff as well because punk is a massive genre it's like you know and there's bands that I thought were definitely grunge and they're not categorised as grunge but I still think they are I don't think like you know the Smashing Pumpkins are I wouldn't class them as grunge. Part of them is a bit grungy, I would have thought. Yeah, well, I mean, if you it. go back to as I say you have to go back to the sort of first album and I guess you know yeah uh, and yeah, it had a grungy feel to it, I think, in some ways. But you know, the the they were the guitars were more leading towards metal, to be honest with you. It really, yeah, plus it was were more, more sort of metal yeah, alternative music, music. You know what I mean? And yeah, that sort of sound, you know. But you know, some of the songs in Gish are quite. They've got that really grungy, dirty guitar in there. You know what I mean? So, but I mean, I wouldn't really. I wouldn't really think of grungy. Just think of Smashing Pumpkins. You know what I mean? No, so, no, no. Alternative, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know. But yeah. uh, what you could class is uh, grunge music is Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, you can definitely, definitely class them as grunge. Yeah, yeah. Um, hard to pick a song, there's so many. Yeah. Um, um, I kind of liked their first album and everything, and I didn't really follow them after that. Uh, they started to bring out loads of albums that were like bootlegs, but official bootlegs. Of yeah, their, I know what you mean. Gigs. Yeah, 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 of course. So, Every yeah. gig they did, they bought out an album. Yeah, they did, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, I was like, that's just overkill. Yeah, it's the record I'm, labels, isn't it? Just getting more money, and it? That's all that is, man, just grabbing I don't know, money. I don't know whose idea it was. Sometimes but, they're, they're in the greens to it, and then sometimes the, band, well, the bands don't give a shit, do they? But, yeah. Um, but for me, for me, the, 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 the first, second, third, fourth albums were amazing, man. They've all got different... And then, and then, lo and behold, after like they said a fourth album, they done a couple of albums that just weren't that good, you know, for me. And then suddenly they come out with an album called um, oh God, <laughs> Pearl, Pearl Jam album. I think it's I think it's just called Pearl Jam or something. Like that. Uh, and it's amazing. It's like after all them years and after two albums, where where was that album beforehand? You know what I mean? The music that's in it is amazing, man. Um, and I've got some great songs in that, you know. Uh, yeah. Great, great album. Well, they, take, they, just, they take you I to a place. To up, I know? always, whenever I heard Paul Jam, I just, I just felt how, um, how real it all was, you know. How, uh, the lyrics really meant something. It really took you somewhere. Yeah, it was I mean, moody. The, the, the guy, uh, the guy writes some fantastic lyrics, you know, and it really is emotional, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And but yeah, I mean, I do like most of her albums, um, but the last album. Uh, got a couple of tracks that are pretty good, you know, but I've got a new album coming out soon. Have they? Yeah, so. Well, well I'll tell you who else has got a new album like. coming out that we're going to definitely review next week, and that's the Sleaford Mods. Oh, they got a new one? Oh, yeah. they got a new album out. It's called Eaten. You know, the last one was called Austerity Dogs. You're right. And this one's called Eaten Alive. Oh, right, that sounds Eaten uh, as in the private school. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Boris that Johnson sounds pretty cool. Yeah, no, no, it's really, really good. Man. Yeah, no, that album, uh, yeah, that album I was talking about is just titled Pearl Jam. They come out in 2006. Uh, oh, right. Got an avocado on the front of it, just a blue. Oh, I know the one, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah honestly, just man. An came out, came out after Buy Neuro. But uh, what an album, what an absolute great album, you know. Uh, and then it, I was like, they've done a Riot Act. They've got a couple of good songs in there as well, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, fantastic band and uh, proper grunge. All right, let's let's get put this run on, man. I've had to choose one from the first album, and I really like this track. It's called. I was going to put Alive on, but everyone's heard Alive. It's yeah. like the most popular song they did. Um, Jeremy is a really, really great track as well. But I really love this one. Uh, it's called Why Go. Why Go? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why Go? Why Go? Yeah. Why? Anyway, Pearl Jam. Why Go?
Well, yes, have uh, have some of that. Have uh, some of that grunge in your face, you know. Like, um, a heavy grunge song. Yeah, it was classed as a heavy grunge song back then. It was fast paced. It was um, sort of heavy, heavy lyrics, you know. Uh, and uh, a great song off the first album, no? Yeah, you absolutely, know? man. It was a great album. Yeah, great it was. Album. Uh, yeah, just. Because me and my mates, you know, I remember, you know, you got different circles of mates. So I had some mates that were a lot older than me that were into, got me into some really great music, you know, um, like Nirvana and Killing Joke and stuff like that, and the Pixies. <clears throat> and then I had um, some other friends that went mental when uh, my mate Rupert, you might be listening, you never know. Mm-hmm. Hello, Rupert. Yeah. Um, he was really into Motley Crue and stuff. I mean, well, I won't go into what we, li- we listened never, to when we were really young. Yeah, I've never... Like, that, you know, yeah, never we, we went to, to see Bon Jovi together, I think, in, in uh, 87. Was it Bon like. Jovi? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and Aerosmith and stuff. Um, but then, yeah, and, you know, he was really into Motley Crue and stuff. And then when Pearl Junk came out, you know, we both, like, had the T-shirts and, you know, I mean, it was just, yeah, unbelievable. And then, of course, we just got into all of the... Kind of all of the... The grunge because they all come out on MTV every day. You yeah, you have right. Black Hole Sun was always on, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam were always yeah. on. You know, MTV yeah. really drove the grunge mm. scene um, quite a lot. But with the more popular bands, and then you had bands like Mud Honey, Sonic Youth, and stuff, yeah. and Dinosaur Junior. I don't know, Dinosaur Junior had quite a lot of coverage, but. Um, you know, bands like the Pixies didn't really, and uh, I think Pixies will always yeah, be Pixies the most were always... unsung bands of all time. You know, they they were there before, and they and they will be after. They were there after. They definitely they influenced. Yeah, they definitely yeah. influenced a lot of these bands, and yeah, yeah, definitely. Know. I mean, like "Smells Like Teen Spirit" is, uh, you know, it's like a song called um, "Educational." Mm. It's educational. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's got like, a, it's exactly the same you, riff. You can hear things there, yeah. kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, definitely. You know. Um, but then again, I'm not saying that Nirvana would like totally rip them off or anything. It was just uh, that was the mood. That was the, mm. the thing, you know. That's true, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's the end of another show, Kenny. That's, yeah, that's uh, part one of our grunge um, odyssey. You could definitely not just... We have to do a two-parter because... Um, yeah. There's a lot more music to play, you know, and cover. There's a lot of music, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you haven't really heard grunge, well, we'll music. go into um, <laughs> we'll go into post grunge next. next yeah, week I think as so. Well, yeah, we can we'll throw in a couple of the, the other tracks as well. But yeah, definitely look into more of the post grunge. Well, leading up to a scene within itself. I mean, grunge yeah. is a subculture. It's a subgenre. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a, a, a post subgenre. Mm-hmm. It's quite an amazing. Yeah, genre. but I loved. Uh, the bands that came after Pearl Jam yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, uh, after you know, bands like Pearl, um, sorry, after the grunge era, the, yeah. I loved the bands that were there. Uh, and they were still sort of that semi, same feel to them, you know, before things started to change. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I loved, I loved the post-grunge era, you know. And yeah. uh, well, definitely like Foo Fighters, for instance. And, yeah, yeah. They came after Nirvana, you know. Um and there's well, what other ones are on there? What are on the list? There? I mean, you got like even a band called Puddle of Mud, you know? Yeah, Puddle of Mud. <laughs> I mean, they had, I that's what I'm saying. You haven't really heard a band. Remember Temper of the Dog as well? Wasn't there a film? And they weren't like a band. It was Matt Matt Dillon. Mm-hmm. Is it Matt Dillon? Yeah, he was in a film called, called Temple of the Dog. Right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. made a band for the mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. and and pretty much it was Pearl Jam, but with Matt Dillon as the singer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant, man. Yeah. Temper of the Dog, yeah. There's even a couple, I'd like to feature for a couple of bands in the next way, like Norwegian as well, because they came around in the sort of post grunge era, just after slightly, and they, they were they were sounding just, they had that same sort of feel to them as well, you know, and uh, a couple of great bands. Probably no one's heard of them before, so we'll play them next week, yeah. Yeah, we'll do, yeah. man. Excellent. Well, we're going to leave Definitely. you with the giants of, uh, of, the, of the grunge scene, pretty much, in, in my eyes. Uh, and quite fitting this is a track called Gigantic by the Pixies by the Pixies definitely alright the mighty bands um, the mighty Pixies yeah the mighty Pixies Mm. Uh, so yeah thanks very much for tuning in to Mix 106 with the We've Been the Riff Monkeys yep Uh, this is our grunge special and we'll carry on next week with our post grunge special post grunge and more many many more grunge music alright okay thanks for listening guys see yous good night bye